Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for joining us for our episode with no reservations. Take a seat at the table. You will either laugh with us or cry for us. Seated tonight, I have Jen Dunn from Vancouver, British Columbia. Hello. Rachel Flanagan from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hey. Jamie Ramos from Denver, Colorado. Hello. Kim McIsaac from Boston, Massachusetts. Hi. And myself, Tabitha Cabrera from Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, everybody. So we're going to start out tonight with what was the highlight of your week? Uh, I'll start. I don't know. I feel like I've had a relatively okay week compared to everyone else. Um, There's a lot to choose from. Uh, My son's spitting has started up again. I haven't really slept. There's been a lot of 3 a.m. wake ups, but probably the highlight was coming upstairs to find that my toddler pooped on the floor, then stepped in it and then cleaning that up, thinking I was good. And then being told, hey, more poopies and finding it all over one of the throw pillows that usually goes on the couch. So now we're down a throw pillow because I just don't do that. So that's the highlight. That's the highlight of my week. (laughs) Anybody else on their highlight this week? Well, we're now showering in the dark. So that's always fun. No lights are allowed on in the house. Everything has to be off and my hair cannot be up. So showering in the dark is fun. How was your week? Yeah, how was your week? (laughs) Rachel, how was your week? Oh, I've talked to... Celie's teacher more than I've talked to my husband this week. The bus aide got a kick in the shoulder, which I know is a block from the face. And we are just making it. How was your week? So my week, I should be on vacation in Billings, Montana, visiting with my family with my two-year-old daughter. And I actually was told that I could not fly um, because my two-year-old cannot wear a mask, even though she has a disability. So we are vacationing at home. Great. What time in the morning were you told you could not fly? We were at the airport at four o'clock in the morning, pre-coffee. So it was pre-coffee. quite the situation. Quite the situation at the airport this week. <laughs> Terrible. Kim? Speaking, what was, of, what, speaking of airports, <laughs> <laughs> my highlight of the week would be the fact that my 24-year-old autistic daughter flew for the first time ever, something we never yeah. thought she would do. Yay. Yay. Our little glitch in our otherwise perfect, just kidding. We had a Griswold vacation as always. Um, more things went wrong with that one, right? But that's okay. Uh, Cause it was, it's cold here and it was nice and warm there. But um, when we went to return our rental car, my daughter decided that um, she wasn't going to get out of the car. I think she thought she was going to get on the plane and she caused a holy hell ruckus to the point where the guy got in the car to drive i think he thought that would get my daughter out of the car but he was wrong she buckled her seatbelt while screaming she screamed through the whole airport i can't believe like we didn't get like arrested or something it was bad it was really bad we then realized afterwards when we got back to the hotel that we think that she thought we were leaving without her siblings who are back at the hotel and we're not sure if it was a, a hell no i'm not going if they're not going or like <laughs> no you can't leave my sister's behind so it was um yeah it was quite the spectacle so i'm laughing now i was not laughing at all <laughs> and kimmy Me where either. was she stuck where was she stuck what, oh, wait, in the what car. were you returning i was returning a car a car <laughs> <laughs> does 
as us Bostonians would say, yes. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. It was also 91 degrees out. I was hot as hell. I had to go to the bathroom. Me and my husband were ready to kill each other. So we're like fighting in between her screaming. It was good times. It was fun. Just your typical highlights. We felt eventful with you. We went on this trip and journey with you. So yeah. And then of course, the Griswolds, well done. (laughs) Of course, leaving the airport, um, they have this amazing program called TSA Cares that help you out when you have a family member with a disability. Highly recommend them. If you, can find them the, if you can find them in the airport, because we got directed to five different places, which is great when you have an autistic kid who like literally flipped out the day before because she didn't want to get on a plane and everyone just sends you to somewhere else. And between the masks, nobody can hear each other. And again, it was 91 degrees. My face was red as a tomato. I thought I was literally going to have a heart attack tracing all over this airport. Um, and finally, because my daughter didn't have an ID because she doesn't have an ID because she doesn't has never had a reason to need one. TSA decided to pull her aside to deal with this, but like she's nonverbal, so it didn't make any sense. And I was pretty much at my breaking point when I screamed, um, she's disabled. She can't talk. You can't bring her anywhere. And then he told us one person come with us and everybody else had to stay. And I literally lost my mind and was screaming and swearing. I kind of feel bad for this guy in hindsight, but I was like, <laughs> I was so done. Her week. I was explaining it over and over again. Like she's nonverbal. She has a disability, which is why we're getting TSA kids. We're not doing it just for fun. I, I don't know if they thought we were just doing it just to cut the line or something. I don't know. But um, he tried to separate us and she just gets, I could see her eyes are dilated. Her hands were moving. She was getting super anxious. And as I described earlier to somebody, it's like she's a panther. She looks quiet and calm. But at any moment, could be that one moment where she's just going to lose it. Then we're not going to get her on the plane. I kindly told this guy to F off that we're not separating the family because she's going to freak the F out, which I'm usually much more calm and composed than that. But it was 90 degrees. The pressure of the first flight. I mean, it was the it was the pressure of like what happened to her the day before, though, mm-hmm. trying to get return the rental car that I was almost I was scared that we weren't going to get her on the plane. This is a much bigger airport. We flew in from Rhode Island, which is a a very small airport. We're leaving from Orlando, which is a huge airport. And the guy was just like, okay, just come on. And, you know, it ended up going, okay, she got on the plane. And on the downside, Kimmy got stuck with pretzels and she wasn't happy about that. Oh, yes, I got stuck with pretzels. And I looked behind me and my husband's got Cheetos. I was pissed. (laughs) like why do you get cheetos and i get pretzels well do you guys feel like in those situations like with me i'm okay up until a point a point and then then everything goes out the window like all of my rational thinking yeah all of my skills to like talk calmly to customer service people who are not being kind goes out the window and I'm just like, someone needs to help me. Whoever's going to figure it out and get that person here. Just figure it out. Yes. Yes. Well, and this, and that's what happened. This guy just got the wrath of like the whole morning. I, I was crossed that line. Like I was, I could feel that it was coming. I was going to lose my mind and I was hot. I hate being hot. So on top of it, I was, I mean, not just hot. Like I was overheated because we had gone back and forth so many. And it's of course me, my husband's, well, I mean, he did have all the bags, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he's like, you know, standing still. I'm going to this counter. They're bringing me to this counter. They're bringing us over to this counter. And I'm like, I usually do, try not to do that because I know it doesn't always, it did work this time though. He was like, okay, just, and of course the TSA, TSA person came and they're like, why are you in this line? And I'm like, oh my God. 
No, lose it. I think for me, like having an autistic child, like, and I'm already like a anxious person, especially in social situations. And so like, I go into it already yeah. on the Elevated edge. Elevated and of, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So if something goes wrong, I'm, I might lose it. I'm not a complex. My husband's much better at that. He balances me out with that. He tells me to calm down, but yeah. I don't know, like traveling. I've never had a situation like that, but I would probably lose it or just make my husband take care of it. Cause no, I'm well, pretty bold. People- I have no problem going up to people and saying, I need help. My daughter yeah. can't do this. You need to get me through now. If you don't get me through now, you pe- nobody's going to be happy in this airport. So we need You're to get there right now. Why I need help. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put a but sticker I- on my boarding pass. That's not going to help me. You have to stop at every checkpoint and tell people, I need someone that's going to get me through without having to stop her at every checkpoint and tell her story again. Capiche? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't want us doing that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard. We were supposed to have that, but for some reason, nobody could find the person that was supposed to be doing that. So they were really nice once we got with those people, but the whole process of getting them was just ridiculous. Yeah. And if anyone who's listening, TSA cares is basically you can call the airport ahead of time and you have an escort to help you through security. Sometimes they'll open a private line for you. They'll, they'll help you through, which is nice to just have someone there saying, don't hassle these people as they're trying to get through the airport because they got to go. Yeah. I've used them now. <laughs> four times and they are fantastic we've had phoenix sky harbor in particular has is the best airport we've ever traveled through the tsa cares there has it down pat we got in through international security international security in seven minutes from the time we walked in the door to me sitting down ordering a bloody mary and in those seven minutes i needed that bloody mary they they whizzed us right through it's fantastic hard is that it's like yes you have to prepare like this to go to florida or to go to montana to see your family but the truth of the matter is that we have to prepare an awful lot to go to target we have to prepare to go to my dad's we have to like meaning even a place that she loves or even a visit that seems simple celi is six we practiced social stuff like this for from the years that she got language back to COVID. And then suddenly it's over. We have to restart. We still have to pack bags. I'm bringing cheese sticks like currency. I have a A plan, a K plan, and all the plans to go for an hour away. I mean, being at my dad's for an hour requires Play-Doh and a puzzle and a whiteboard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and you can't explain that to people who don't live this life you know like before we flew we're attempting to fly this week I bought $40 worth of things to put in my backpack sensory toys snacks markers which people do for their neurotypical kids as well but my daughter's not going to watch an iPad she's not going to sit for extended periods of time she the noise of the airplane as the air's blowing on her is going to bother her people near her all the sounds and you do anticipate all of this ahead of time, which I think causes us to have anxiety about how it's going to go. Like, did we bring the snack? Did we bring the favorite toy? Did we bring the thing to get out of the car or in that the car? is because you've been to target with the wrong goddamn cup, right? You've had to learn that it's like such a particular code of success, you know? Also, I have another highlight at the airport, which was when we were going to um, check our bags. 
So when you go on a vacation with a husband who didn't want to go on vacation in the first place, and then you talk him into staying an extra day, and Uh that whole day goes to shit because your daughter doesn't want to get out of a rental car and has like an epic meltdown that she hasn't had in years. And then we go to the baggage claim um, after the tickets wouldn't print out and they kicked us out of the line and like literally yelled at us and then um, weighed our bag and our bag was six pounds over. (laughs) And then he had to unpack part of the suitcase that was another highlight so that was how the morning started that was the that was the get-go of going home travel to me it was a sign that maybe we should say one more day but wait a minute that way hold on use six pounds to over both times yes (laughs) well and how do you do you like because anytime something goes like complete chaos and it's like a big deal and I'm sweating and I'm trying to navigate kids and get everyone one place when I get home I'm almost like like everyone has to decompress. I have to decompress. And I'm like, what went wrong here? <laughs> let's, let's go back and see the train of train of events. Could I have done something better in this situation? Most of the time it is Take absolutely. Delta. Yes. Yes. Take Delta. Yes. Oh my God. For me, it's when it's, it's coming home, not actually coming home, but when we land, we have to go through international customs. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy actually say to me, what is autism in this really cocky condescending because he's trying to talk to her and ask her questions and everything was like good good I'm like she's nonverbal, and he just kept sp- talking to her and and I, I got a little snippy I'm like she has autism what part of that do you not understand and he's like well what is autism really condescending to me and then I panic because you get you finally get through that part and then you have to go through the baggage line, which is 49,000 people. Now I go right to the front and I just tell someone, my daughter has autism. She cannot wait in this line. And then you get all the stares with people because then they open the thing and they let you through and out you go. I have no qualms about going out to people now and saying, I need to get through this. I, my kid can't wait. No, me either. Because we're going to pay for four days of travel for days and days and days anyway, without the line. You're, I mean, I'm with you. You're just, yep. Well, and that's the thing, not even just travel, but going out anywhere that's like overstimulating. You can have like a backslide or back. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you call it backslide, but basically a whole day or two of tiredness or Mm -hmm. crabbiness or whatever, just because you ventured out to do something where there was a lot of people or a lot of noise, you know, at the end of the day, they're exhausted. I always say her excitement and joy brings her anxiety and it crashes her. Mm-hmm. So something that yeah. she loves so much ultimately will be her downfall. Usually survive the event. It's after when she explodes. So it's the same yeah. thing for us or even in during it, like my son will be so worked up and excited. Like we were at a family event one time and all the cousins were running around and playing and he jumped in and he's running around. He runs circles around other kids who are playing because he doesn't get how to engage. And all of a sudden he just started crying and he got on the floor and he curled up in a ball and he's just crying. And my cousin's like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, he's his, he's just overstimulated his body literally cannot regulate it. And it's the same, like, even if we're at home and we have people over it a bit, it's like, we're fine. And then afterwards it's like, it's a rough night and we know it's coming, but like we went on week long trip with Disney world and all that stuff in October and we got home. I mean, it took us months to recover from that. Really? Like it's just how it goes for us till February. Like there, it is not like a sleep it off kind of like take Sunday to recover kind of situation when, especially when the stuff is big, but I think it's because I hold, my daughter holds it in. 
So she right. will, she will hold My it in. Too. Yeah. And then that's it. When we're alone and everyone's gone, she's done. And it, it yeah. happens. <laughs> it's just, you just wait for it. I can see it. I can feel it. Just like Kim was saying with Alyssa, she could see it in her eyes. She could see it in her stims. She could see mm-hmm. how anxious her body was. And I said, she's ready to pounce. That's just at any Steely moment. Rock. But, yeah. but when oh, I travel and I get rocks. on the plane, I tell mm-hmm. the stewardess is, <laughs> I tell people around me because my daughter, mm-hmm. she'll, she'll kick the seat in front of her. Not because she's kicking it. She stims and her body moves and she literally cannot control her body when she gets excited. So I always tell the people, especially right in front of me, I'm apologizing now. My daughter may kick your chair. I, I will try to stop her. If I try to stop her, it's going to get loud. So please bear with us. Yeah. And what do you drink tonight? Because I'm just going to keep the cocktails flowing. Yeah. What well, can I learned. buy you, sir? We're done with TSA cares. Jen done yeah. cares. Would you yeah, like I some care. Cheetos? Can I get a gin and Cheeto up here, please? <laughs> you learn what works for your, like we in Phoenix, luckily when it's pre all this mess we're in now, they had tons of winter festivals. And so you could go to like food festivals. You can go pizza they have live music, you know, those were amazing for my son because we're outdoors, first of all. And when he got overstimulated, he could just run back and forth, which is his, you know, stimming for him on the grass, eat whatever he wanted. Like we didn't have to keep him in one controlled seat or place. And so you kind of learn what the best places are to go for your kids that they can do those things that they need to do when they're out in public. And it's not going to be looked on like no one would care if a little boy is running up and down the grass yeah even though he's doing it in the same line over and over and over again in the same space you know (laughs) not caring if there's another person coming his direction or whatever but I think you learn tricks over time like Jen was saying when she goes someplace she's just like I tell them we can't wait that's it you know I'm just gonna say we can't wait we always bring like an entourage or extra person like traveling you know like the kicking the seat on the plane I learned after the first time like we got to have someone we know sit in the seat or like if we're gonna be the family of four we split it that way like which fortunately we could do with COVID when we traveled which is like COVID's not a great thing but one of the benefits was like the middle seat was open my husband and son could be in one row and then me and my daughter in the next row so if he kicks the seat it's me or my daughter not the end of the world but like, we just bring like a grandma to help. It's, we always just have to kind of like bring an extra person because we're going to need that help sometimes. And that's, we just know that's how it's going to be for us. On her yeah. first flight, um, Kai's dad lives in California. On her first flight, she was a little under a year. And I remember the airline wasn't very nice or helpful or whatever it might be, but that's long before I was bold enough to ask for help. Anyway, she pooped her pants and I had to change a diaper and it was just, awkward in the chair thankfully I had a really nice lady beside me who was like put that baby down and you just let her play and she let her go through her bag which I was horrified because you guys know me I'm very whatever but she's like she's a kid it's fine she's fine she's not harming anyone let her be that lady taught me a pretty good lesson let her be she's not harming anybody well there's so much there's so many changes now Mm -hmm. for our kids out in public there's so many changes for requirements for things that our kids can't do Um, my kids my son can wear a mask and he will for a certain period of time, which is great. Um, we never thought that he would be able to, but my daughter absolutely cannot, will not put anything on her face 
And so it creates a lot of problems for us when it's a requirement, which is what happened this week with the airline. They basically told us we couldn't fly because my daughter's disability was an exemption for her wearing a mask. But, you know, we're in this new landscape where we learned the rules of going out into public previous to this situation. And now there's even more challenges and, and hardship, I would say, to feel excluded pretty easily in my opinion. It's a lot of changes, a lot of things to learn after you've already learned how to navigate and what to pack and how well, hard it is. Yeah, to, it's everything you know. though, right? Tabs, like it's everywhere we go. If we go yeah. for lunch, like I, I literally carry my FabFitFun bag now. I don't even carry a purse anymore because <laughs> I have two iPads in there, a set of noise-canceling headphones. Um, yeah. Thankfully, she eats, she'll eat fries and chicken fingers now. But before it was full of baby food at eight years old you know, full of arrowroot cookies. There's such a preparation to go out because what if this happens or that happens or this happens and it's all the preparation that goes into it. So, you know, could you turn down music when we get in there, which I get other people are there dining, but no one's going to enjoy their meal if my kid's screaming. So turn it down, (laughs) you know? It's that thing too. If you forget one of those things, like this was like a small example, but we went to the movies and I forgot his headphones in the car and there's no way we would survive that. And I'm like, and they were in the car so I could just run out and get them. But I was like running past, I was like, I have to get my son's headphones. And they're like, okay. I'm like, I'll be back. Cause you know, when you leave a theater, it's always like, where's your ticket? But like your heart just sink. Yeah. It's the smallest thing. Like I always, I wrote about one time how I forgot my son's lunchbox and I took him to school we go to drop him off. He goes into school every day. It's an autism center. So he has a one-on-one. They go in the back. They put his lunchbox in the fridge. I forgot his lunchbox. So he had to go in the back and his his schedule had to change. His structure had to change. And because I forgot his lunchbox, I ran home, got it, took it to the school. That was all fine. He had lunch, but the first half that of the day was just wrecked. Because yeah. it interrupted yeah. his routine. Yeah. He was screaming. Yeah. He was freaking out. Like when I got the lunchbox to school, I see the front office manager lady running up from the back and she just runs she's like I'll take that like you can just tell us that she's like we need that lunchbox like his day was not gonna go on until he had the lunchbox and he put it in the fridge that's just our lives you cannot forget anything and you have everything with you in case you don't know what's gonna be the thing that's gonna set them off or upset them from one time to the next one of my favorite sayings is the only thing predictable about autism is that it's unpredictable like we gave her well we bring her iPad. So she's very possessive about her iPad. And we didn't give it to her on the way down because we had to hide the fact that she had it because in her mind, that stays home. But obviously on vacation, she had it and was happy that she had it. So I was like, oh, she'll probably use it on the flight back. And my husband's like, no, she won't. Don't give it to her. I'm like, yes, she will. She used it in the car. I think it will give her something to do. So I handed it to her and she handed it right back. But I noticed it said, and he's like, you know, told you. But um, I noticed it said no service. So I went to fix the wi-fi for some odd reason on our jet blue flight that always has free internet there was no internet on our flight home so i went to fix the internet and she does not like when you mess with her ipad or touch it so she started i mean screaming like at the top of her lungs like this shrill loud scream i'm surprised they didn't like throw us out of the plane three in a row just my other kids are probably so thankful they were five rows back i'm like i'm like okay it's fine i'm putting it away i shut it down i'm like i'm putting it in my bag and she's like yeah you better effing hate when my husband's right <laughs> the thing about it is is like there is this stuff like the lunchbox or the routine yeah. parts of life mm-hmm. and day like where you can acknowledge you touched the god darn ipod Celie today flipped 
flipped out like and flipped a table because she could not find the brown shoes like usually I'm able to redirect around this brown shoes problem. I thought it was these old shoes that she had that were like a size one. And so it took me till she was a size two to like get rid of them recently, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't have an emotional attachment to the brown shoes. No, no, no. They are Billy's brown shoes that she likes to slide on to bring the dog outside. And she feels like they're so hers that we were on the FaceTime with him today before school requesting that he come home from work so that she can let the dog out in his shoes so that he can then go back to work and we can carry on and get her to school. It is like the most peculiar thing. Like it, you can't even find it until a day later, what that flip out was about. Yeah. Like yeah. you are sweating through your bra and you don't know why, and you don't know how you're going to fix it. And you have to wait till they erupt completely. And then like three days later, she's like, dad, why did you wear my shoes on Tuesday? like oh god yeah he's getting some new shoes (laughs) that bus pulled out of my driveway and i went the other way to the target store we need brown damn shoes in a three thank you yeah i'll post a picture like with the lunch you know you you never oh my p-rex situation my my son is a huge dinosaur fan he took his giant t-rex to school moron on my part for allowing him to take it to school but it got us in the car and to school or to his program. It's not really school. That's just what we call it. We think another kid took it home. He has been talking about the C-Rex. I don't know. What are we on? Like three weeks, a month. Every time he's up, every time there's a problem, the T-Rex comes back to life. We have not replaced the T-Rex. I don't know where to find this T-Rex. I probably need to figure it out soon. But like, I would never have thought that he would still be talking about it three, four weeks later. Every time he's upset, he asks for the T-Rex and it's not here. I don't know where it is. I feel like Celie loops. So like her emotion, if her emotion is crying because she fell off a bike, it's going to bring up all the things that trigger cry for her. So she's like, where are the boobs? You know, like, yeah, it matters nothing to it. It's just all connected in the big, bad feeling, you know? Well, with my son, like he scripts and he lives in make-believe like world a lot. Like he loves Charlie Brown. And so make-believe it as a thing that's on the television, like a movie or something. But there's this one episode of Charlie Brown, the spelling bee one. I can't remember the name, but Charlie Brown, Linus lets Charlie Brown borrow his blanket to go on this trip to the spelling bee. And then Charlie Brown loses it. And then Linus is crying about the blanket. So every time Jesse gets upset, he might go back into this thing where he's Linus and he'll be like, my blanket, my blanket. And I'm like, you're not Linus. <laughs> this, this didn't happen to you, but he's upset because something completely different, but he's crying about Linus's blanket as Linus. And it's like, how did oh we get gosh. here? Like literally you know? the same thing today. Yeah. Susan, which is Kaya's caregiver. Um, so she was upset and said, my daughter calls me Jennifer. She calls me by my first name because she hears people call me that particularly my mother. (laughs) And so she calls me Jennifer and she said, Jennifer, I need her to come home. But she also scripts from Chicago fire. I need to go home. So today, Susan said, she kept saying, I need to go home, but we were already home. And she was so confused by why she was saying that, but she wanted me to come home. She was upset that I was at work. And so she was scripting the line from Chicago fire. I need to go home, but she wanted me to come home. And she's been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. 
which scripting for anyone that's listening that doesn't know is when our kiddos take on a character or a song or a TV show or some kind of thing that they've seen or people who are close to them, they can script like other mm-hmm. people information and they repeat it and use it for communication. Like Jesse, he's using mm-hmm. it to show his emotion basically. Um, and if you ever need a birthing coach, we can do that because my daughter can <laughs> birth your children from scripting from Chicago fire. It's yeah. so hard because you can't like, once you have this, these scripts, right? Like ingrained, boy, it's hard to reprogram stuff. And I don't mean to like say that, but it, I mean, it really is. You can't take it away. Like Seely does not let go. Well, and some like scripts have like, scripts are what got my son to start talking and yep. change right. life. And him appropriately scripting is amazing because it's communication, which we did not have for a long time, but it's like getting stuck in those loops of things where he can't, he immediately goes to that thing sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, no. And then also like, if it's, we know it's going to be a rough day. If there's a lot of scripting, if he's really scripting a show or something, we know yes. right off the bat, like, all right, this day's kind of, you know, he's not really community. He's not with us right now. Cause he's with, yeah, I was going to say they go into their, I feel like my daughter does that. She'll um, script. It's like, it's her retreat. It's all when she's having, I'm backing up because her head's blowing. If she's having a bad day, Jamie, it's the same thing. I know it's going to be a day when she's heavily, heavily scripting. And I can't reach her when she's like that. There's no reaching her. And sometimes it takes days or weeks to figure out what the communication is. Like Nixon will pick a line from something and we can't pinpoint what it is. And you have to know the context of the movie or show to know what he's trying to communicate with the, the script, you know? So sometimes you don't even know until you watch the show again. And then you're like, oh my God, there's that it's line. Just he the said. Yes. Pre this, the script, like you feel like you, you're so lucky to have words, but they mean as little as the pointing to the general space mm-hmm. of that part of the house. Like I can remember when Celie didn't have language, it was one sound and it didn't matter if it was happy or sad. Like I could tell the differences, but juice box was the same sound as like, let's get outside as the same sound as never a car again. I can remember Kim saying that Alyssa would drag you over to the kitchen and then she'd start slapping the fridge. Like, Hey girl, it's fixing to be lunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's lots of communication that isn't the words, but man, you feel like, Oh, it's like riddles all the yeah. time. Nora started doing that by the way, Kim, she um, will go into the kitchen and she'll open, she'll open the cabinet and she'll open and close the cabinet really loudly until you walk into the kitchen. <laughs> Hello, lady. I need a yeah. snack. She's a girl in my own heart. Then she'll stand there and when you walk in, she'll be looking at you like, hey, took you long enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Caps, does she oh have a gosh. clear idea? Like when Celie was in that space, she would, like, I would hold up a cheese stick like, hey, Razzle Denzel, how's this? And she'd be like, what? And then you'd know like sugar snap peas. Nope, not those either. How yeah. about a juice box? Nope, not that. Like oh, for sure. She, because she had such a clear choice. Like when she's slamming the cupboard, she's like popsicle, 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 popsicle. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. If you hand her something that she doesn't want to have, it immediately goes on the floor. She's yeah. like, no, thank you, know. you. That's not the right choice, miss. <laughs> Try again. That cheese is <laughs> the wrong color. Oh my I used gosh, to hold up yes. two items and then she would point to one. Sometimes she would. 
sometimes she wouldn't but if she wanted one of the items she would it helps when they have a choice yeah. for some reason or helps yeah. her Nora's really good to she will take you directly to either the drawer or the cabinet or whatever and then you can kind of move your hand around things and then she'll start to make like jubilee like a motion motion or something like stomp her feet or shake around if it's what you want if she what she wants you know give me that square um, cheese yeah because yeah, she's nonverbal for um you well, know Alyssa anyone will, who's out there Alyssa will um who she's also nonverbal, but she has some words but doesn't really use them to communicate. She'll stand there and stare at the freezer and then look at you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. Someone. And I, can, and now I, I can, do the same thing. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, do you want something in there? And I know what she wants. She It's usually ice cream, you know? And, you know, I try to prompt her to say it, but yeah, it's funny. Like, she's just like, like, I'm supposed yeah. to read her mind, you know? right she looks at us like you guys i know like we need so much help (laughs) she goes mom it's okay that you're so different it's okay it's okay is she does she hear you say that we talk about the word different all the time today we talked about different because we had to talk about somebody being rude to her uh, because she had to yeah how's your week she my daughter is learning in kindergarten uh how to respond when someone is rude to you. And I didn't know this until someone was rude to her in front of me. And then uh, she goes, mom, is that a very good example of someone being (laughs) rude to me? And I had to explain that like, maybe that was just a bad morning. Maybe he's having a hard time. So then she set forth a plan to make sure that he wasn't rude again. And that she changed his, like she had a paradigm shift. And so like, yeah, Jen, there's lots of like, well, everybody's different. Well, remember, we've got differences like blah, 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 different. Mom, it's okay that you're different. It's totally fine. So I, if you're not a mermaid, just a mom. Well, we all know that I have cleaning issues. I have OCD and I'm very particular about where things are and messes drive me crazy. And I hate Play-Doh and slime. They will be the death of me. And I forget because she, my Literally. daughter is considered verbal, but she's not, I mean, we're, she's getting conversational, but it's coming. So yesterday I, I said, Oh, cause there's just paint and slime everywhere. And she said, it's okay. As long as you're having fun, because I said that to her, <laughs> Oh, it's okay. As long as you're having fun. And so she said it to me yesterday. It's okay. As long as you're having fun. And I was like, paint away. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but I'm not having fun. Mommy is not having fun cleaning this up. But yeah, I hate when they use our lines like it's so right? tough I'm like well thank you that you're listening but also stop that yeah yeah oh my god and the particularities like we had a light go out in our kitchen tonight and it's one bowl Katie and I are like welcome to the club <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we walk into the kitchen Nixon turns on the light immediately looks up and he was like um fix it <laughs> <laughs> you need to fix it fix it mom fix it I'm like I can't change the light right this second it's just broken it's okay he's like I'll fix it so he's starting to learn like the difference between you we they but we hear him say our like I'll fix it is something I say all the time like just give me a second I'll fix it you know and now he's using it all the time fix it you need to fix it someone fix it I said are you okay honey to me the other day (laughs) are you okay honey (laughs) actually mommy's not okay mommy will be fine 
mommy will be fine. That's what I say. Like, I'm always like, stop hitting, stop doing this. So I always get that back. Stop doing that. Stop walking that way. Stop. Or my favorite thing is he's been working on learning emotions and identifying those in people. So if me and my husband get mad at him about something, he's like, stop being frustrated. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, good job, funny. but I'm, I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> being frustrated it is so funny I wonder if neurotypical parents are as proud like when she talks back to me I know that that's her advocating for herself when she argues with me I'm like what the heck and also thank you for telling me and like like god it's terrible I'm so proud of you if you ever say that to me again Please don't ever say that to me again. Very confusing situation with language, the learning of language, you know, because even if you say that, like Nixon, one time he making a, a choo-choo sound, it was like, and I was like, oh, a train, choo-choo. And then he goes, it's not choo-choo. It's okay, I guess it's not choo-choo. Thanks for clearing that up for me, sir. Communication is it's a complicated thing for us because when our kids do it appropriately or not, like even in the realm of, you know, even their language. Yeah. They're appropriate. You're like, yay. Good job. Awesome. So, well, that was our week ladies. Amazing. Good, bad. One travel, one not. We got some poop, dark showers, yeah, brown shoes. It's been a week ladies. Brown boots. I got brown boots. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for our series, Talk Like a Mother. Stay tuned for more. And while you wait, make sure to check out Table for Five No Reservations podcast at facebook.com slash table for five podcast and instagram.com slash table for five podcast. Individually, you can find Tabitha Cabrera at peaceofautism.com, Peace of Autism on Facebook, and same on Instagram. Jennifer Dunn at keepingupwithkaya.com, Keeping Up With Kaya on Facebook and on Instagram. For Rachel Flanagan, you can find her at flanaville.com, Flanaville on Facebook, and Flanaville 3 on Instagram. Kimberly McIsaac, you can find at autismadventureswithalyssa.com. Autism Adventures with Alyssa on Facebook and same on Instagram. For Jamie Ramos, you can find her at jamieramoswrites.com. Jamie Ramos writes on Facebook and the same on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us at our table. We love having you and we can't wait to sit with you again. See you really soon.